What is going on, guys? And today, guess what? We have got a special, special video. This will be the first time that I do like a preaching uh, podcast. So usually I'm just reading, and I still might read uh, tonight, but I wanted to make this. I kind of, um, really, I was laying in bed, and I was like, um because it is Saturday, and so I got home at like 6.30, and so I was laying in bed for a little bit, I was like, I'm going to chill, and uh, it's raining outside, so I didn't go mow this evening, uh, anyway, I was laying in bed, I was thinking, I was watching some uh, videos, and I was like, um, I watched one, and I was like, I was led to watch it, and I was like, what is uh, God trying to tell me by watching this, because the message was good, but his preaching was like just kind of all over the place and he was well uh, kind of and he was like making jokes and stuff and like I'm not a real like jokey kind of preacher guy like that when I feel like you're uh presenting a message as the Lord has given to you maybe maybe like um I'm all about jokes but he was just jokey too much um for me so but I was like what kind of message was this giving me and then um just with like within and if you guys like have a relationship with the holy spirit you kind of know what i'm talking about when i say these things but if you don't you're just going to be like wow this guy like talks to himself <laughs> but anyway so and and the message that i received was that it doesn't matter like how you sound given the message uh, it's the point that the message gets told so i was like okay uh Bet. So that made me feel better about uh, preaching on here because I was like, well, what if my preaching doesn't sound good, but it doesn't matter as long as the message is getting through. So with that being said, I asked next, I was like, Lord, can we please do a preaching video today? Like I've been saying I'm going to do a preaching video, haven't done a preaching video. I was like, Lord, let's do a preaching video. And I was like, what should I read or what should I preach on? I need a, I need a portion of scripture to preach on and then he said to me uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 4 verse 12 so I read Ephesians chapter 4 verse 12 and this is what it reads it says for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ and then I was like wow okay that was a lot for like one verse so then I went to the top and if you have a Bible you'll notice that when you're reading it, it says like, this is just an example. I backed up a page. Like I'm on the right hand side of the page is what I'm preaching off of. So I'll move to the left hand side of the page. And like before, like this little, I guess, division in scripture, it says uh, reconciled unto Christ. And then it's got like one, two, three verses, but they're really long verses. And then the next kind of header is called Christ is our peace. And then, you know, one, two, three, four, five, five verses in that one that says Christ is our cornerstone. And then one, two, three, four. And then it says uh, mystery, the mystery made known. And so I scrolled, I, I read, I scrolled, I read up to the next uh, heading. And the heading on this portion of scripture is the gifts of Christ. So, and there's... Um, like the fruits of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit. This is not that passage. If that's what you were like 
kind of thing. Like if that just popped into your head, like, oh, this is going to be like the fruits of the spirit, like the nine fruits of the spirit. But no, this is not that. This is something different. So hopefully it's a good one and that it hits with somebody that needs, needs to hear this. So I'm just going to start off by reading. We're going to read, um, we're going to read this portion. It's a, it's a, some verses. I mean, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, uh, eleven, twelve, thirteen. But the last two are under a new header. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna read that. We're gonna read these verses. I'm gonna be preaching about it probably as we go, and then after we read, I'll preach some more about some things that the Spirit just like leads me to say. So without further ado, we're going to get into this. Okay, so this comes from Ephesians chapter 4, and we're starting at verse 7. If you've got your Bible handy, you could um, read that. Or I think if you're listening on Spotify, you can actually, like like uh, most new iPhones, you just swipe up to get to your home screen. You can actually download the Bible app, which I highly suggest. I have two Bible apps. I have one that I read out of. And then I have one that, like, I just search the scriptures in. So, like, um, I'll use one to, like, search scriptures. Like, if I'm trying to look up a certain verse, I'll use that app. But if, like, I've got one I think I'm in, uh, let's see, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. I think I'm in Deuteronomy now, uh, which is the fifth book of the Bible. And uh, I'm, I'm in Deuteronomy, I think, on that app. So I don't really use it to search because I'll lose my place. So, anyway. And then, of course, obviously, I have my Bible, which um, I've read pretty much all the New Testament in this Bible um, and a few books out of the Old Testament. But we're, as you know, obviously, we're back in Genesis now, so we're going to read it. Uh, we're we're going to try to read it from cover to cover before Christ returns. But with the rate that the world is going, I honestly don't know if we'll make it. So we'll <laughs> stay posted on that one. Anyway, and, and, and if you see, and if I go missing, okay... Uh, I didn't get abducted by aliens. I got raptured. So that's like if if I if I leave, that's why. And like if if you know me in in like real life or you follow my social, and I leave, uh, just know that I got raptured. I did not get abducted by aliens. Aliens are not real. Aliens are demonic spirits. Anyway, because demonic spirits, uh, upon an unpopular opinion. It can be shapeshifters. That's how the devil came as a serpent. The more you know. Anyway, so let's get into it. Chapter 7. It says, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So, the way I see this is Christ was the greatest gift to humans ever, to mankind. Okay, and so grace is given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So I think that means like grace is very, um, a lot of grace is given. Okay. If that makes sense. Anyway, verse eight, it says, wherefore he saith when he ascendeth up on high. So this is when he left earth, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Okay. So when he said, when it says he, he, he led, um, captivity captive captive so when you're in captivity and i know a lot of people that's in captivity um just like you can be in captivity to like sin uh you could be in captivity into like an unhealthy like relationship like with um 
family or like a significant other and like they're just held captives there and uh anyway uh like i'm just speaking from like past experiences that i've had so i mean like there's all kinds of captivity like you could be bad off addicted to drugs that's captivity you're captive um being held captive in that mind state stuff like that um verse nine it says now that he ascends what is it but that he also descended first unto the lower parts of the earth. So we pretty much know or we believe that hell is inside the earth right now. And that I'm pretty sure is given in scripture in um, Job and Isaiah, I believe. That's where we find that. Um, but anyway, so it says that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. So Jesus actually, um, what some people think that he was just like buried, which I, from what I understand, I don't really know if he was buried, but he was inside the tomb. I don't know if he was in the ground or if he was just laying on the stone bed. But um, what most people believe is that he was taken down, uh, he was, he went to hell, he overcame hell, and then he resurrected after, like, demolishing or demolishing the power that hell has, um, because hell, the devil holds people captive, and just real quick, I am going to mute my phone because I keep hearing it, and I don't want to hear it right now, so... Um, hell holds people captive. The devil uses demons still to this day to hold people captive. But there's good news. We have been given the power to tread on the snakes and scorpions. Anyway, let's keep reading this right quick. Okay. So it says, He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And it's fill with F-I-L-L. So fill. So, so Jesus... Jesus is going to feel all things. And verse 11 reads, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Okay. And it's not saying that he gave them something. It's saying that he did give. So he gave us some apostles. He gave us the, the 12 disciples, which uh, later on, a few became apostles, and then he gave us the Apostle Paul, which is who we're reading right right now. These are the words of Apostle Paul right here, and some prophets. So we know we have the prophets of old, but it's saying that Jesus gave prophets. So, and see, this is this is what I this is what Scripture really for me tells that the gifts from this from those days are still active today is because, okay, well, we're going to get into it in the next portion that I read right here, but um, the Jesus' work on the earth is done, but the church's work has just begun, okay? Write that down, put that in your Instagram bio, whatever, that's great. Uh, just came up with it, never heard that before, just thought of it, praise the Lord. It's Holy Spirit speaking through me tonight, y'all, so pay attention and listen close. Um, so, he gave us some apostles, what is an apostle? An apostle is somebody who comes with a message uh, that needs to be heard from God. Um, 
prophet is the same thing, uh, but they prophesy what will happen, what will to, what will be to come. Okay, and then evangelists are people that travel to different places with the message of God. So that would be like these travel people that you see uh, traveling like missionaries, kind of, um, but a little different. Uh, and some pastors, so obviously we know pastors are the ones preaching the church and teachers. You know, we got Sunday school teachers, and there's teachers on YouTube, and you can find teachers everywhere. Uh, but, I mean, look in the right places. Don't go to the world looking for teachers, okay? Um <laughs> <laughs> and but okay so that's the end of that and then we go into verse 12 reading for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ so he's saying for the perfecting of the saints so he sends these uh, apostles prophets evangelists teachers preachers to I mean, literally what it says, for the perfecting of the saints. So what, So now you have to ask, what is a saint? Well, a saint is somebody that, um, you've heard it like from sinner to saint. So a saint is somebody that walks um, righteously in the word of God and somebody that like, to me, a saint is somebody that I would trust to be, like a man of God. And so, um, definitely I would say a saint is on their, uh, is in the sanctification process. Um, so that would be like what a saint is to me. You can Google it and see, but you know, Google, I mean, is ran by the world. So what's it really going to tell you? Anyway, um, for the perfecting of the saints, okay, for the work of the ministry, okay, the ministry is preaching the word of Jesus Christ, that's the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So the body of Christ is the church, and the edifying of it comes from these people given from God. So the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, okay, for the perfecting of the saints, okay, and so they're the ones that are giving us the word and so we know bible and there's so and i just got to say this i got to get into this so whenever you're whenever you're like a baby christian and you're first starting to look at the bible and watch these videos and stuff these and so i watch um this guy his name is i say is out of our he does great content. He he literally picks out books of the Bible, reads them verse by verse, and tells, I guess, what he is led by the Spirit to tell about that portion. And he does a lot of research, looking up what like words mean, and which I've got a strong concordance here, but um, I'm not using it like right now as we're preaching here, but. Um, like I could look up saint in the Strong's coordinates and it would tell me what it means and it would tell me where it's at in scripture. Okay. So anyway, that's what Strong's coordinates is. If you're going to, if you're really like wanting to dedicate to 
your salvation and your spiritual, like your spirituality with uh, your relationship with the Lord, I would suggest that so you can know what the Bible's saying when you come across words without having to go to Google. So anyway, um, and it's always good to make notes and stuff. Like you can highlight in your books, like my Bible looks like somebody just went through with a highlighter and just like with seven highlighters and like, you know how, like when you were a kid, you put all the highlighters together, (laughs) all the markers or colored pencils or whatever. And you just had like the bunch of different lines. Like that's literally what my Bible looks like. Um, but it's all color coordinated. Like I've said before, anyway, let's get back to this. Um, okay. So for the edifying of the body of Christ, verse 13 reads till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So until we all come into unity of the faith. So until everybody comes into the same unity of the faith and of the knowledge. Okay. So now we're, so now we have faith and now we have the knowledge of the son of God, which is Jesus, the son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So the fullness of Christ, what is the fullness of Christ? The fullness of Christ is God came to earth as a man named Jesus, lived 100% human life as 100% human and God. So, and you can see in where he performed all these miracles, gave great parables about heaven and what it's like. So it's safe to say that he came from heaven because he tells us what heaven is like. And um, also he gives a parable about what hell is like. Uh, also, anyway, um, so um, the fullness of Christ, he came, I'm going to tell you guys the gospel of Christ right quick. He came to earth, taught the he taught the strategy on earth of the kingdom of God. He established God's church on earth and he died, got beat, um, got whipped, got beat for us so that we would not have to sacrifice animals to God anymore because God was not, it says in Isaiah, God was not, um, God was not getting his, um, uh, I want to say like feel of, um, sorrowful and repentance from the sacrifice of animals. So he sent Jesus down his only son to take the whole wrath of God. And so that, we would have a true savior that we could call upon for repentance and salvation. And so Jesus says to like die to yourself and pick up your cross. So when you die to yourself and pick up your cross, that is living for the man that died for you. And so you're living for the God that came to earth and died for you. And that to me is like the greatest thing that you can do in life because 
the great Jesus did the greatest thing that you can do in life, and that was die for everybody. So, and people blaspheme his name; he still died for them. They could, they could, you know, give their life to Jesus tonight, and he would still. And I'm talking about the worst blasphemer, the worst like denier of God, the worst sinner in the book that you've ever seen or heard of could go to Christ tonight with their life and be genuinely like offering their self as a living sacrifice for Jesus. Not saying like they're going to kill themselves, but they're going to die to the world and live for God. So they're going to preach the message of Jesus and they're going to do the works of Jesus. And Jesus would say, even though you've done all these things, I'm dropping the charges. Like, go work for me in my kingdom. And in goal, that's where everybody needs to be. Because one day, so right now, Jesus is your lawyer, right? So anything that like, so once you, you know, you plead guilty, Jesus is saying, he's, he's, he's innocent pretty much. When you plead guilty to Jesus, Jesus pleads or says you're innocent. So, but there's going to be a day that the lawyer, your lawyer becomes your judge. So when Jesus comes to judge, he's not going to be your lawyer anymore. He's not going to be the one that you can plead guilty to and be given innocence. He's, he's going to come down and convict you of your guiltiness and that to me is the scariest thing ever i would rather pray to jesus i'm guilty until i'm blue in the face and pray for sanctification and salvation and when he comes back say you know that i'm innocent rather than me never saying anything to Jesus while well, I had the time to now. And then when he comes back, he says, you're guilty. And the the charges for your guiltiness is hell for eternity because you chose not to want to be with Jesus. And so it's like the, the risk v. reward to that is just astronomically crazy on why everybody doesn't want to give their life to Jesus. And even like, and here's the thing. So say that whenever you die and if, if it is, if it is nothing, like if nothing happens when you die and it's just, you die, the worst thing that you've done was try to, help the world by having people be nicer to each other and so I really just I really cannot fathom the idea of why and 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 if you look at it it's always the people that are and 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 if it feels like I'm calling some you out I'm not calling you out personally I'm just saying like this is the pattern of repetition that you see like it is always the ungodly saying that we don't need Jesus. Well, obviously the ungodly are going to be saying we don't need Jesus because they're ungodly. So it's like the people that are that are living wrong are the ones that say 
that we don't need Jesus. And it's clear why they say that, because they don't want to live right, okay? And I'm not up here saying that I'm a daggum, you know, perfect man. Nobody's perfect. It says in the Bible, all has fallen short of the glory of God, and we all deserve to go to hell. But through the blood of Jesus, see, Jesus' blood cleanses us, okay? So it doesn't matter what you've done or what you haven't done. Jesus' blood covers you, but you have to step, you have to, you have to plead the blood of Jesus over you for that to affect you. Anyway, I went off. Let's, let's get back to the scripture. Um, that hit, this is, uh, we're in Ephesians chapter four. This is verse uh, 14. Okay. That, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro carried about with every wind of doctrine. Here we go. Listen to this guys. This is where it gets deep by the slight. So slide of hand. What's slide of hand? When you're talking about slide of hand and magic, you're talking about quick, you know, it happened, but you didn't see it happen. Okay. The slight of men and cunning craftiness. Okay. So cunning, you know, you've, you've called people, you know, he's very cunning and, and craftiness, you know, crafty, um, make stuff like, I want to be able to explain this to you guys how I see it, but I feel like if I just explain it, how I feel it, it's just going to sound weird. But so craftiness is like, you can be crafty at something like really just kind of whittle something out of nothing. Okay. There we go. Um, cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So they're laying and waiting to deceive. What? It says it right here. Children. Okay. So that I'm going to read that one more time and we're going to talk about it. That when henceforth be no more children. So do not be children. What happens to the children? What? Why? Why does he say children? Children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So I'm going to take that portion of scripture. This was written. I don't know. The book of Ephesians. We're going to say somewhere between maybe sixty. Uh, we'll go all the way up to 80 AD. So, and this is the Apostle Paul. So, 60 to 80 AD. We're in 2022 right now. So, that is about, let's see, 2020. I'm not good with math on big numbers like that, especially when the first numbers say small. Um, we're looking at about 19 hundred xx years ago maybe even 1800 xx years ago so 1800 years ago paul is writing that we are not to be children tossed to and fro by every unsound doctrine i just paraphrase that that's not what it says in here but that's i mean literally what it says <laughs> okay so um he, so Paul back then knows that children are getting tossed to and fro by unsound doctrine. And so if it was happening then, 
and how with man has aged, what makes you guys think that the same thing is not happening here? It says cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. So how, how are they lying and waiting to deceive? Okay, let's just look at school. Let's look at science class. Cunning craftiness will say that we evolved from monkeys. That's very cunning and crafty because monkeys are kind of like humans. They're just less evolved. So why don't we say that instead of giving glory to God, the ultimate creator of the universe, and his son Jesus Christ that died for our sins, why don't we just say and don't and and don't forget that these people that are doing this that are that are passing these things are being controlled by the devil because they are darkened and they're in bondage, okay? And then sometimes it's just demonic spirits that t- that possess people's bodies, which we've seen uh time and time again um in real life. We've seen it uh in the Bible, like these people that are committing these like mass shootings or like going in and shooting up schools do you like do you honestly like that is not a that is not somebody that is on the up and up with god and jesus okay that is somebody that is lost in the world that unfortunately along the way has picked up some unclean spirits because nobody in their right mind just wakes up one day and they're like, hmm, you know what? I'm a mass genocide in elementary school. That just seems like, you know, the best thing to do today. Okay, nobody does that. That's not a thing. Even the kid that just, like, uh, did the most recent school shooting, he even, like, confesses to a therapist. Now, the therapist, obviously worldly. Nobody believes in Jesus and God anymore. There's, like, a handful of us that do. Um, so the therapist doesn't believe in Jesus and God. The boy says he's got a demon living in his head. The therapist is playing it off like it's just some big joke. And But I believe that that is true because I've seen it and heard it. And I see it every single day, guys. Like, you don't understand that when you give yourself to the Lord. Listen, when you give yourself to the Lord. Okay, so you have a key to your house. You have a key to your car. You have a key to the garage. You have a key to... Um, I don't know if you have, you know, a lock like a, on something, you have a key to the lock. When you give your life to Jesus and you start walking in the faith and in the word of God and doing what the word of God says to do, you get a key from God to the spiritual realm. So, and that key to the spiritual realm is called the Holy Spirit. So when you get this key to the spiritual realm, you are given a key so you can open the door to see things, right, that you, because your neighbor's not got a key to your garage, your neighbor cannot open your garage and see what's inside. But when you have a key to your garage, you can open up and you can see what's inside. So when you have a key to the spiritual realm, you can open it up and see what's inside. And I see in the spiritual realm every single day, people being controlled by like the kingdom of darkness and people that hear this are going to be like wow this guy's crazy it's like no this is the real deal and y'all are just asleep like you have got your eyes closed you're living in denial you think that everything is going to be okay and it's not and it's sad it's so sad it it breaks my heart to see people living like that and it's just like you just want to slap them and tell them to wake up but you can't do that because 
you can't like beat somebody. You can't beat a dead horse. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can, but what's the point? It's not going to change anything. You've got to let, you just got to pray for the Lord to touch them, how he has touched you. And sometimes it just never happens because the person's heart is so hardened towards the Lord. Like even if the Lord sent them a sign, they're still not going to believe it's a sign from the Lord because they're so convinced that things just like, I don't know what they think. I can't think like them anymore. So anyway, uh, let's get back to scripture. We went off on a tangent again, but it's just the, the spirit is speaking tonight, guys. And so I really highly suggest that you are listening to this and taking everything wholeheartedly. Anyway, so, okay. Until we come to the unity, we read that. So we are not tossed. I want to read this one more time just so maybe it will click with somebody. That we henceforth no, be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Last time I read that. Verse 15. But speaking truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. So, by speaking truth in love. So, this is, this, is my, this is one of my things. So, when you're speaking truth in love, so when you see somebody that, I'm going to just say, um, like, honestly, the biggest thing, the biggest spiritual warfare that we are fighting right now, and it's literally in Revelation, and it's, I mean, literally, the uh, one of the angels that was locked in under the Euphrates is is out on the prowl now, and it's the I think the third angel, and it has a bow. Okay, and when you read this, when I read this the first time, I was like, oh, this is gonna be an angel that comes on the earth with a bow and arrow and he's going to be like very powerful and people's going to fear him. But this is, but then, okay, I, when I read that, I did not have the key. Okay. To the spiritual realm. Now that I have the key to the spiritual realm, here's what I see. An angel, which is a spirit, Okay, because angels are spirits just like God. God is a spirit. The devil is a spirit. An angel that is a spirit with a bow. Okay, let's go back to Genesis. We literally just read it on the channel, on the podcast. We just read it. God put a bow in the sky. It doesn't say rainbow. It says God put a bow in the sky as a covenant to man not to flood the earth anymore. A bow. We get it in Isaiah. I think it's chapter 6. See, this is why I love having the phone Bible. We're going to look it up right now. And I'm going to, just because this is a message that I've got to get across to you guys. And we're in Ephesians here, and we're getting this message out of three different places in the Bible. So, um, and it says it in Revelations too. But Revelation, since that's where... It originates from with the bow. I try to stay out of that. Like, and whenever I'm trying to explain something in scripture, I try to stay out of comparing it to something that's in the same book. 
and I try to go find it in other places in the Bible so you can kind of link it all together. So it's not like just a one-time occurrence where one person was talking about this issue, where it's a different, where there's multiple accounts, you know, because whenever you are trying to figure something out, you don't just ask one person and take their word for it, or at least for me anyway, because I'm not like that gullible, but I like to ask a bunch of different people with the same knowledge to see what the ultimate answer to that question is. So, um, we're going to get here. It's in Isaiah chapter 6. I know it's in Isaiah chapter 6. Um, let's scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, ooh, it's not in chapter 6? Hmm. Is it chapter 14? I know it's in Isaiah. Let's just start at chapter 11 and we'll scroll. But anyway, I can keep talking, though, because obviously I got to talk about it's the Bible. Um, so it says now that, where is it? Is it 16? Bro, maybe it's, I know it's in the beginning of Isaiah. Like, it's literally in the beginning of Isaiah. Because Isaiah is like the one of the longest books. It's got like 60-some chapters. Um I can tell you, it has 66 chapters. Let's just go to chapter 2 and scroll from there, because I know it's not in chapter 1. Um, so, the angel, and I can just go ahead and read that too. I mean, we've got plenty of time. I didn't really like, like I said, okay, I've already, uh, I've already scrolled and I can't find it now. What in the world, dude? That's crazy. Maybe it's verse chapter 22. But, um, anyway, I know it's there, but, uh, so in Isaiah chapter 22, it's talking about the throne of God and it having a bow across it. And it says, um, like the bow that is in the sky after a rain. And so that's talking about the rainbow. Okay. But it says bow instead of rainbow. It just calls it a bow. It's the same as in Genesis. It calls it a bow instead of a rainbow. So... Um, why in the world does it not keep it highlighted? Because I know I highlighted it, like literally. I literally highlighted it. I'm on chapter 30 now. I know it's not that far away. Um, but, so yeah. Um, Forty-six to forty-nine. This is saying Oh, it's in Ezekiel. Oh my goodness. I I thought it was in Isaiah though. And I'm and Isaiah does go see the throne of God. I'm pretty sure it does say something about it in Isaiah, but I literally just read the verse I was going to read, but it's in Ezekiel. I was getting upset for nothing. Um, let's go find Ezekiel. There he is. And it's chapter one. And apparently, oh, it's highly right there. Okay, it says, "Now behold the living creatures. Behold, one will." Um, okay, that was not it. That was something else. Highly. Um, here it is. As the appearance of the bow 
that is in the cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness around about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face, and I heard the voice of one that spake. Okay, so now let's go to Revelations. Um, and I know this is like taking a minute to do, but uh, I just want to read this because this is like such a topic for the day, um, for today's time. Uh, and we're going to see... Okay, this is in Revelation chapter 6, verse 2. Maybe that's where I was getting the chapter 6 from, was Revelation. Anyway, And I saw, behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. Okay, so he was given a bow, so maybe he was given the rainbow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth to conquer and conquer. Now, see, now this is, um, this is not, this is not a good angel here. Okay. And when you see that something spiritually has been given the bow, and we see the rainbow is in the LGBT ABC community, um, that we're seeing here and and you're trying to and but let's get back to the scripture it says but speaking the truth in love so when you tell somebody in that lifestyle the truth you're not saying it to judge them that's what they always want to jump to you're judging me and god says not to judge but this says right here he says not to be deceived by the cunningness and craftiness of man that line way to deceive but speaking the truth in love Okay, and and I just wanted to use that because strategies to help you in your everyday Christian walk to lead people to the Lord. But then also, and that's not even what he's talking about here. He's talking about preaching like the gospel of Jesus, but I literally just preached that to you. But I wanted to give you some more, this is what we call meat to scripture, some more meat, like M-E-A-T, like you eat meat, it's some meat. And so because a lot of pastors nowadays just give you milk and they go up there and they'll preach some you know, Moses' story out of the Old Testament, which, you know, God, glory to God for Moses and what he did for the gospel. But I feel like at the time we're in, we need to be learning how to combat spiritual warfare, not learning about, you know, Moses delivering the captives out of Egypt, okay? And, like, that is good. People do need to know about that. But people need to know about that, like, on their own, not having to come to church to learn about that. Church should be a a front line, um, like boot camp to spiritual warfare. People that actually like want to learn about the Bible are going to learn about Moses. Like you can't start reading the Bible and not learn about Moses. Okay, like literally, Exodus is Moses. Uh, Leviticus, Moses, Numbers, Moses, Deuteronomy, Moses, or Moses, and then the next book, the sixth book, Joshua. Like, the guy that comes after Moses. So, Moses is the biggest, like, one of the biggest parts of the Old Testament. Like, he has the most to say in the Old Testament. He literally wrote Genesis. So, like, if you, if we don't need to be learning about Moses in church. We need to be learning about how to combat spiritual warfare and what Christ wants the church to be doing. Okay. So, anyway, that was a tangent for somebody. But, um, so, uh... Yes. So, and we speak truth in love. 
make and with speaking truth in love that they may grow into him which is talking about Jesus in all things. So we need to grow into Jesus in all things. Okay. Which is the head, even Christ. So which is saying that he is the head, Jesus Christ, the head of everything, head of the universe. Anyway, next part. And we're almost done. I know this is going long, but I feel like this has been good. I would like to listen to somebody tell me all this information if I didn't know it. Um, verse 16. From who the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So edifying of the body in love is what I get from that piece of scripture. Edifying of the body in love. Okay. That ended that portion of scripture and i've got two verses from the next one the next one the next verse okay so this this portion the first portion was called the gift of christ the gifts i'm sorry the gifts of christ the next portion right here is called put on the new man this is ephesians still chapter 4 this is verse 17 it says this i say therefore so he's like saying so with that i say if we were going to like translate it it says, testify in the Lord. So what does it mean to testify? It means like to, like, you know, you testify. Testify in the Lord. Like, yeah, the Lord. Okay. Um, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles. Walk in the vanity of their mind. Okay. So that ye walk not as Gentiles in the vanity of their mind. So you, so say... Once you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, do not walk in like the head of somebody that still believes that evolution is how man got on the earth, okay? And it's saying like, do not um, keep living in the head of somebody that like w like drinks alcohol um, all the time or like, you know, does drugs. You don't live in that mindset because now you're in a Christ mindset. You're in a higher mindset. Uh, than them, so don't stoop back to that, is what that's, uh, to me, that's what that's saying. Okay, verse 18 says, having the understanding, this is still talking about the Gentiles, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. And so you can tell it too. I mean, you can tell who is a born again child of God and who is not because when people, so like for me, I literally love everybody. So it's like, it don't matter who they are, what they do, what they look like, um, how they dress, how they talk. I love them because I just have like that love of Christ in me. I can't explain it. Um, I used to, you know, just hate, you know, everybody just as much as the next guy. But now it's like, it's different. You don't, I don't hate people no more. I just love them. And, so, and, and, and I love them enough to tell them the truth. Like what it says right here. Okay. It says speaking in truth and love. So I just tell them the truth because I love them. I, I don't I don't judge them because I hate them. I tell them the truth because I love them. So 
And and that's one thing that like just the earth in general needs to work on and and the earth really needs Jesus. And uh but you can't convince them of that because they're so indoctrinated with what the world wants them to believe that like, you know, anytime you try to preach a message of Jesus, sometimes they're curious, but it doesn't really settle with them because they don't care. Um, just because we live in a generation that's not teachable anymore and everybody knows everything. So, so that's pretty much that. But, um, yeah. So, and, and he's saying right here, he says, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. So they are alienated from the life of Jesus Christ. So what that means is when they don't want to accept the word of God, or Jesus, they're alienated from God. So God is not going to show himself to them uh, because they're not seeking his face. Because see, in the Bible it says, seek the kingdom of God and his face, and these things will be added to you. So when people are not seeking his face, they're not going to see him in anything. Okay, Um and, but they're being but they're being alienated through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. They've got a hard heart, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like if your heart is hard, you're not gonna be you're not living in Christ if your heart is hard. That's why um I'm pretty sure it's David in Psalms. David in Psalms, dude is like the front runner for Lord change me. Like if you want to pre if you want to pray some Lord change me prayers, go read Psalms and like get into what David's saying. Like Lord is like or David is like Lord, you know, uh give to me a heart of flesh, take away my heart of stone. He says put within me a new spirit. Um all kinds of stuff. Dude, David just asking the Lord and honestly like and I'm not like trying to boast in any way. I just tell you guys how I'm feeling and what I do because if it worked for me, it'll work for you. Okay. That's like, if God can use me to preach the word, he can surely to goodness, like just save you. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but so, I mean, I pray these prayers all the time, literally all the time. I know I'm full of the Holy Spirit, but my prayer almost every single day is, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I need more of your Holy Spirit. Like, and I'm full of it. I got the key. I can see things that other people can't see. And, and it's not like I'm saying that because to say like I'm better than anybody. It's just like I'm saying this because I'm just trying to like explain to you how my life is going. And it's like, when you, when you see things like that, and it, it really changes the way you look at things. Like, I hate music. I, like, most songs I cannot stand, especially new rap songs. New rap songs is a cesspool of genocide. I mean, it's always talking about killing people. And I'll tell you this story. I was over at my buddy's house, and he was like, they were like talking about watching something. I'm not even going to say the name of the channel, but I like, I look it up on YouTube because I'm like holding the, holding the, uh, Roku remote. And so I look it up and I'm like scrolling through the videos using my spiritual discernment to see if I should take anything of what these guys are saying as with a grain of salt. And, uh, I'm looking and it's all just like demonic, 
agenda and topics. And I was like, what kind of channel is this? And he's like, and they're like, and they both knew about it. And they were like, oh, it's like a, it's like a YouTube news channel. I was like, bro, this is nothing but demonic agenda. (laughs) And And they were like, obviously looking at me like, what is he talking about? So I'm just to satisfy their deal because little did they know I'm about to start playing some Jesus stuff after this demonic cesspool goes off. So we watched this like 22 minute video on, uh, on what it's like living in the projects. And it had like some street rappers that supposedly grew up with like chief Keith and were from like the same areas, him like literally in the same like part of the projects that he was in and that rapped with him and stuff. And they were talking about all their friends, not all of them, obviously, but like three of their friends. And if you think about it, think about three of your friends dying. Think about how many friends that you really actually have. And then think about, I said three of the friends that you actually have. Think about, or maybe I said all, but think about all the friends that you actually have, not just your acquaintances, but your actual friends, okay, people that you talk to on a daily basis, weekly basis, and and imagine three of them dying. Like, dude, that is an astronomical number. Oh, I just hit the chair, or I hit the table. That was my bad. Um, and think about three of them dying, okay? That is an astronomical number, okay, especially at a young age. And But the rap songs, the rap songs are literally preaching death. They're like, and and then and then you and then you and then you and then they think, why? Why is this happening? It's like you're literally speaking it into existence. Did you know that when God created the earth, we literally just read it in Genesis, He spoke it into existence, and and we're made in the image of God. So you don't think that when we speak things, it it doesn't become into existence? It's like, guys, come on, wake up! What are you doing? This is not the, we are not just here to be here like we're here for a purpose and 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 a lot of these people a lot of people are just living their life without purpose so it's like they're just riding on like the coattails of you know the people before them and it's like bro like it's like you gotta you gotta know like what you're here for and it's not to you know, it's not to go to work, make a paycheck, get drunk on the weekends. That's not what we're here for. Um, sorry to be your wake up call, but that's just how it is. Um, but yeah, so, and, but then afterwards, I, uh, I, I put on this video and it was talking about the principalities of the air and how the principalities are, principalities are high ranking demons over regions. Uh, so, and it was how the principalities are putting themselves or putting their agenda into schools and music. And then my friend that is like full of the antichrist, um, which the antichrist is a spirit by the way. And that spirit will become, uh, manifested in flesh, just like how the spirit of God became manifested in flesh because all the devil does is copy God, but twists it. So just like how God has a heavenly kingdom the devil has a kingdom of darkness. Okay. And so, and just how angels work for God, demons work for the devil. So, because you got to think whenever the devil first rebelled, he 
had a third of the angels in heaven on his like team that got cast down to the earth, and that's what we're fighting with today. But anyway, so um, and how the principalities are getting into music and stuff, and then and then my buddy full of the antichrist spirit was like. This, he's like, this guy's crazy. This literally has nothing to do with stuff that's going on today. And I was like, no, nah, dude, like this guy's preaching on why in the last video we just watched, three of his friends died. <laughs> okay, it's because they're speaking the stuff into existence because of the way that the culture of music is today. And and these guys, and, and that's what, and see, that is a prime example of how their mind is blinded by ignorance. And it's like, it's not really... His fault, I mean, it is to a certain extent because he controls what he watches and stuff and, and how he views things, but it's not his fault because he's just ignorant to the fact he's ignorant to God. But even though he grew up in a church, he's turned from that because he's so self-righteous. And see, that's the that's where it gets people. That's where people get led astray is when they become so, so, so quote, smart or like they're so self-righteous that they don't need a God. And that's where the problem comes along. But anyway, I'm going to hop out of here, guys. I hope that maybe you have learned something. Uh, if not, you know, that's fine, too. At least you stayed till you know, the hour mark. That was that, that was a long time. I'm going to close the Bible now. Uh, we got, before I start reading something else, we go even longer. Um, but, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a little bit different. Uh little bit different setting than just the reading uh reading genesis verse by verse so i hope you guys enjoyed it if you did and this is the first one you're watching go back and read uh, or go back and watch me read genesis i completely butcher old testament names <laughs> so that's funny and uh, that's funny to watch or listen to and um yeah next time it, it went longer than I thought, honestly. I thought this was going to be like a 30-minute video. It ended up being a, an hour. So uh, I'm probably not going to be reading tonight. Um, and I'm already fired up. Like, I'm going to have to go and... I'm like, as soon as I hop off the mic, I'm going, like, straight in my bed, and I'm talking to God. I'm going to be like, God, you know, did I do this right? Can you help me with this, this, this? And then just stuff I'm critiquing over myself as I preach this. Um, so, yeah, I've got a busy night ahead of me, church in the morning, um, which honestly, I don't know. I would like to find a church that, um, that the preacher was a little bit more like on fire instead of like, you know, how I was, and that, and that like preaching Moses wasn't a shots fired at my preacher, but that's, I mean, unfortunately enough, that is just how like most churches are today. Uh, and it's sad. It's so sad. It breaks my heart. But anyway, I'm gonna get out of here. Um, and yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it. if you did come back for more and watch the previous videos and i i don't go i don't i don't go so far deep into stuff while i'm reading like i did today uh or in this portion of scripture um so it's not like as um as full of stuff it's just a lot of reading uh, which, but I do talk about stuff, okay? So don't just think I'm just going to be sitting there reading it and not saying like how I feel about things, because I do say how I feel about things, and I do uh, try to give my like interpretation of stuff. So yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna hop out here, guys. Thanks for watching. I love you all, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.